0: Heritage Tree, you and me. Heritage Tree, a big family. Welcome to Heritage Tree, where we talk about heritage care and development for people and organizations. And now to our host, Dr. Dina Michelle Roscoe. I just love the blind man that Jesus healed. We read about him in the book of John. Chapter 6 through 8, to get a picture of his life and what happened when he was healed, when the Lord healed him. But first, let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for this day, for giving us life and for your word that brings so much healing that we could return to it again and again and learn something new. We pray and ask that what we learn today will glorify and honor you and it will build a true work in our life of worship of your Son in Jesus' name, Amen. So, the world of work, this idea of vocation in the classic sense, this word of voice, voce, what we get when we defend our dissertations. If you are studying for a thesis for your master's or for in the American system, a dissertation for your doctorate you have what's called a viva voce in the classic word or a defense where you go with your committee and you talk for hours and answer their question and discuss the work that you studied it's a proof of your knowledge of what you've learned and how familiar you are and well versed you are in speaking about your subject the idea of vocation goes back much further though the vote voice this idea that we're being called We're called to do something. So what does it mean to have a calling? The Apostle Paul put it this way to his protege, Timothy, when he said in 1 Timothy 4, verses 14 to 16, he said, "Holy, absorb yourself in the calling, in the giftedness that God has given you, that the group of people at your church have laid their hands on you and sent you out to do it. Holy, absorb yourself in that activity, so that your progress may be evident to all. And that's my paraphrase. I relied on those scriptures heavily during my graduate training as a motivation to give my best for a standard of excellence and commitment. Yet I also worked very long hours to justify this. I worked probably six to ten hour days for six days a week, uh, mostly on the longer side of that. So you're looking at a 60 hour a week just to finish the coursework and research. And we had maybe two to four months to finish our thesis. It was a very short run without needing to repeat the class. That type of focus and dedication paid off It gave me a good reputation with my peers. And yet it was also hard on my family. It was hard on me uh, physically to not have this sense that I could rest or focus on other things. When I use the word vocation now, I tend to think of it as living an integrated life. Now, what does that mean? Well, integration, this is something that our bodies do in terms of our neurobiology and terms of how we process the events and happenings of our lives and when we make sense of it. In my branch of the research tree we often talk about in performance narrative and other rhetorics we say the word sense making and I would change that into sense crafting. We're crafting, we're creating some sort of sense out of what's going on. And in my research I was doing that with creative writing with storied systems design and other interview methods for partnerships and teams. And I was also doing it with photography and social media. So how people are using what seemed to be a fragmented symbol, a picture here, a comment there, a post here, how they're using these different stories about what they're doing in their organization. How does that come together as a whole and give an integrated sense of what they're doing together somehow this is often the language missing in organizational development work at least with the groups that i encounter and have the privilege of working with it's indeed not very cultural in the united states at least to have a heavy emphasis on a group identity even though we still do it we still do a lot of the things that social identity theories talk about what are some of those things well i go into that in some previous episodes and it's pretty heavy stuff i don't want to go too deep into it into this episode suffice it to say we tend to like to gravitate towards groups who are like us and it is our own what some might believe either sin or biology or both our own tendency to try to survive in this What can be a scary big world? And often those in-group, what we call in-group behaviors, the group that you identify with most strongly, they tend to depend on cultural norms, on rules, on even unspoken things that you learn growing up or in your organization, such as a church or family. Now, I'm recording this outside. I'm not in a pure acoustics booth for podcasting. Today, I need to be outside. Now, you might hear some planes flying overhead, some feedback in the mic from the wind, but imagine for a moment that you're outside too. Pick a favorite place where you like to go sit and be. What's your happy place? What's somewhere you get away from the office or the stress of being indoors? even though it is also a blessing to have shelter and it's a human need, we also have the shelter of outside. I believe God made this world a certain way to help regulate us, to help us process out and craft sense, if you will, even not even have to think about it, of the stresses and challenges and rigors of our lives. We can go outside and hear the wind blow through the trees and the leaves. We can go listen to the tide come in and out and the rocks move this as the sand and the waves come over them and you can imagine all these different beautiful places where you might put yourself outside to rest and recreate and enjoy your life this concept of going outside matters to our conversation today this need to go outside of our in-group to learn even Jesus and the Apostle Paul and Peter, there was this discussion and conversation around whether or not they go outside of the lost sheep of Israel, as Jesus put it. And the Canaanite woman said, but sir, even the the dogs eat the crumbs from their master's table. And he healed, he answered her request for healing at that moment and complimented her for her great faith that she knew That God was a God of love who goes outside, outside of the comforts of heaven, of his home, of his design that he made to come down to us in all of our suffering and create a different situation, a path forward for us. That is the message of the gospel, the gospel meaning good news, that Jesus as God came down from God to remedy what has Gone awry for us. And it was not comfortable. It was not fun. He didn't come for fame or fortune or to show off parlor tricks as though he was in some sort of circus act. In fact, some of the crowds and groups that watched him wanted, wanted to wait and see what he would do, even when he was on the cross. Some of them were waiting to see if he would call down Elijah or if he would perform some miracle. And they we're doing it not necessarily from a place of wanting him to be okay they wanted to watch a show so is our work a show or a parlor trick is it something separate from ourself and who we are in connection to god and his purpose his good news in our lives and for us or is it deeper is it our work connected to god Do we integrate it with our daily life? And do we take it outside of our normal circles of influence? Do we take it outside? Is there a message or a purpose or an act of service that we do to honor God and to love our neighbor? Christianity is unique in that it actually teaches its followers to fellowship together and help each other out as a family of God and do different acts of service in the church. You can read a lot about the guidelines for the church in the New Testament, such as in the book of Colossians and Corinthians. And Corinthians is kind of like one giant (laughs) warning tag on on a dryer, you know, don't do a whole list of things with this. And because that's the churches were really struggling to actually be organized in a good way and honor God. And they were still doing some of their former habits that were very disorderly. So Corinthians, I, I think of as this giant warning. It's a book about what not to do, but you'll find in Ephesians, other language that talks about us as being adopted as God's children. And we're A family of God, you hear in the book of Colossians, the metaphor of being part of the body of Christ. So what does all this have to do with vocation? Well, living an integrated life as a Christian doing work, whether that work is as a parent at home, a caregiver, as a mother or a father or a grandparent raising children, whether that's as a a guardian or a foster or adopted parent, whether that's as a spouse of an ailing or disabled, differently abled spouse or aging parent, a child caring for an aging parent, there's different caregiving situations we may find ourselves in at different times in our lives. And sometimes it seems like those situations might last for years and other times it might be a shorter period of time. Being connected to Jesus and God's family in those moments gives a sense of community and support, knowing that the Lord is Emmanuel God with us, that he's with us and helping us through those good works, through those acts of service that, while noble, they're noble for a reason, because it's hard. And it's not just hard for the caregiver sometimes, it's hard for the person receiving care. I think of different times in my life where I've experienced an ailment or injury and the uncertainty around when healing would happen and how long it was la- would last and the change to my daily life or even my mobility was difficult and frustrating, worrisome, fretful. I found myself down and really needing to resurrect, as it were, a positive perspective. And this episode is not about those right now, but Suffice it to say that being a caregiver or receiving care is a good work and it can be a hard and rigorous work. Thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard, tip us at the link below and inquire, subscribe, and shop our merchandise label of Heritage Tree and Heritage at dinamichellerosco.com and dogwoodgroup.io. Come back again when we gather around the Heritage Tree.